This is Hassan Akram, your host for Autonomous Vehicle Safety and Security Podcast, brought to you by Matrix. In this video, I'm going to talk about a very, very important aspect of autonomous vehicle, data annotation. So data is going to be one of the main enablers of autonomous vehicle. And it has been said that we need test data up to 10 trillion miles in order for a vehicle to be accepted by the people at large and go through the regulators uh, in order for them to allow a fully autonomous vehicle. So data annotation is today's topic. We're going to talk about safety of data annotation, quality of data annotation, how can we speed the process up because 10 trillion miles is not something that you can do very easily within a very short period of time. Today, we have our colleague Lucas to join with us to talk about data annotation. Lucas, welcome to Matrix Tech Talk. Thank you very much, Hassan. Before we begin, I want to tell you another exciting thing. Stay with us till the end of this episode because we're going to have some bonus information for you at the end. And I really, really want you to uh, smash the like button if you get values from this videos that we do. I'm super excited to tell you that we decided to nominate one person who would comment in our videos every month and give them a free access to our $3,000 worth automotive cybersecurity training. So if you want to be considered, please write good comments. What did you like about this video? What did you not like about this video? What would you want to know? The future topics you want us to make videos on, please feel free to write. And every month, doesn't matter in which video of ours you're commenting, we will choose one person and nominate that person to give a free access to our $3,000 worth of automotive cybersecurity training. With that in mind, without further ado, let's get into today's topic, data annotation in autonomous vehicle. So Lucas, what's the first pain point? The first pain point would be data regulation and in particular data protection and safety of this. The regulation of the data that is being collected for neural network training of automotive um, autonomous vehicles uh, is currently only barely regulated and there is not so much um, in place to say what can and cannot be recorded, what can and cannot be used for training. And on top of that, we have the GDPR restriction. Of course, yes. The interesting thing is for the machine, for the algorithm to be cleverly trained, you want to feed as much as information as possible. On the other hand, uh, GDPR is saying that no, you can't do certain things. For example, in Germany, you have to blur out human faces, right? Yep. So that's one challenge. Definitely, and that really limits how much data you can collect and how free you are with collecting that data. So this really slows down this collection, which in turn slows down uh, the development of uh, autonomous vehicles. Um, and as a result, you have fewer data, mm. which decreases the uh, quality, um, as we'll talk about in a second, further also reducing the safety of autonomous vehicles ultimately. Absolutely. So I want to make it clear for our audience that we are not against data protection. Data should be protected. The privacy of the citizens should be protected. However, we have to find a clever way also to use the data without compromising the privacy of the citizens 
especially EU citizens, at the same time make sure the algorithm is getting, is getting enough data, is getting enough information. And that's a challenging task. A secondary challenge on this topic is actually the cost is associated with it because if you're not allowed to, for the data to be sent outside of EU in a best cost country where the data annotation can be done cost effectively, it is enormously costly. So you, we have to find out a mechanism to also address this issue. So that's the first one, which actually you already mentioned this, this, this could be a perfect segue to go to the second one. The second one is safety. What's your opinion on that? Right, so um, the safety of uh, autonomous vehicles can be directly related to the performance of its uh, autonomous functionality, uh, which can be directly uh, deferred from the quality of the input material that autonomous AI has been trained with. So you can really draw a pretty clean line between the quality of uh, annotations and labeling, which goes into a neural network to be processed for the development of an AI that would recognize objects in the streets or roads or wherever, and the accuracy at which this AI can then uh, detect these objects with directly impacts the safety, of course, when you are able to detect more accurately, more quickly and uh, more efficiently uh, all the items that you want to detect and not the ones that you don't want to detect, um, this can have tremendous impacts on the safety uh, of the vehicle and the people around it. Absolutely. So here, another interesting thing is the standards. You know, we have a safety standard for a long, long time, which is ISO 26262. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing is ISO 26262 puts a lot of responsibility on the driver because it's all about what can go wrong in the vehicle and what do you do. If certain things go wrong, the driver have also some safety responsibility and the driver of the vehicle will have to handle that. That's the traditional way of doing safety. Now, we don't have a driver. So all these responsibilities comes back to the algorithm. So the algorithm have to deal with it. Now, here is the problem. You can actually take measure about the things that you already know the known things. If you know there will be a problem, you can take measure. How about the unknown unknown? The things that you know and an environment, you know, if when you go outside, when you, your vehicle will be driving around in an environment, there will be so many things that you don't know. We have an extension of this uh, traditional standard, which is called the safety of the intended functionality. So to say the extension of ISO 26262. Actually, that standard has also got an ISO number, ISO 21448. And ISO 21448 tries to at least deal with such scenarios, you know, autonomous vehicle ADAs and autonomous vehicle scenarios. And the SODIF is heavily test-driven, you know, test scenarios that you, you do want to define. So this is one of the pain points that I see in the industry because the data annotating companies, they're not safety experts. They're not supposed to be, they just annotate. And probably the scenarios are defined by some other safety expert company where they know about SODIF and then they outsource, uh, the OEM probably outsources to a company where they're not safety experts. And they do the annotation without having the safety understanding. So I think this is where there is a gap in the industry. What do you think, Lucas? I think you make some great points. Um, indeed, in SOTIF, a lot of these unknown hazards are um, addressed and uh, it, try it does a pretty good job of trying to find how to eliminate them and how to prepare for them. When a company is instructed to do annotation for the training of the neural network, typically, a lot of this is nowadays automated, um, but 
to automate it, you also need input data. And this input data has to be manually uh, labeled, selected. So what you'll have is people will be drawing boxes, typically, uh, around objects which they intend to scan and then put a label on it, uh, saying this is a bike, this is a car, etc. So indeed, when you don't really know much about safety, you might not uh, make the right requirements and um, consider all aspects when you label. Um, for example, uh, it can be very important which direction something is going, um, but also things which are not instructed by the uh, OEM may be relevant for safety. For example, perhaps the OEM wants you to label the direction and the height and whatnot of a person. But you also want to consider what kind of clothing is he wearing? Are they a child? Are they an adult? Are they handling any objects? Are they expected to interact with any objects inside traffic anytime soon? Perhaps they will be pressing some button to activate the light. You can predict people and thereby increase the safety. Um, this is one of the examples. Uh, just by doing really good annotation, because everything you don't annotate for, an AI cannot look for. And if you make mistakes, you're making the algorithm faulty, less efficient. Now, one important thing to mention here, like in data annotation, there can be two kinds of data. One is the data to train. You want to train your algorithm. So this is where you need very, very good quality data, very accurate data to train. And then you need data to test, which is also important. And testing data has to be oftentimes newly captured data because if you test with the exact data that you've trained, you're actually overfitting. That doesn't make any sense. So you have to feed unseen data. The ground truth has to be also very, very accurate. Otherwise, your test results are not accurate. So in AZLD, for example, there is a, there is a requirement that you need to verify the tests. So imagine that you have um, captured the test and you have executed the test to all your test passes, but someone will have to go and validate whether the test pass is correct or not. So there is a stringent requirement and there is a gap in the industry, which brings us to the third point that we want to discuss today. And the third point is the time and the cost. You do not have 20 years to annotate the training data and the test data, especially the test data, because this is usually before the SOP or after the SOP, before the vehicle uh, will be released, will be actually given permitted in the market for the consumers. You need to test and you really have very short deadline for this. And you, they have to be very accurate. That's the problem. What do you think of that? Oh, absolutely. You mentioned indeed there are two types of annotations that happen. First, you have to put the input for the neural network which it then uses as a baseline, if you will, to create the annotations on a much, much larger data set. The one that you collect, like you point out, usually um, something uh, random, and this can collect, contain all sorts of cases from uh, really common uh, traffic scenarios to very much edge cases or things that are not even traffic. The labeling of this huge, huge data set is almost exclusively done automatically, but the quality of this labeling process is almost completely dependent on the quality of the labeling input. So in most neural networks nowadays, um, the uh, algorithm itself doesn't really have that much of an impact on the quality of the uh, end result. Now it's almost exclusively the uh, input data. It's all about the data, the quality of the data. The algorithm has been very, very sophisticated, but if you don't feed the right data, that sophistication will backfire because it will learn 
that faulty data because the algorithm is simply good. Yes, exactly. And um, if you're excluding data that you should have included, or if you have some slightly inaccurate data, for example, your labeling is just a few pixels too large, you, mm. you map some vehicle and you uh, put the mapping too large or too small. This may seem if insignificant on this particular training, um, but if you then use that data in on, on some 500,000 images, uh, suddenly you have a really high chance that a lot of those images are not properly processed and your um, uh, resulting AI will likely find a flaw from that. Absolutely, absolutely. So these are, we think, the pain points of data annotation today. And we at Matrix, we offer a holistic solution for this. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? So the solution that we provide is, you know, from test case definition to annotation, automation, we take care of the entire thing so that you have one party to deal with. And what we do is, since we are so deaf and safety is our domain, we want to make sure that the data quality remains. At the same time, we have partnered with an amazing company, Understand AI, and we're going to also talk a little bit about their tool. And that is the solution we offer to our client in order to address this pain points, this pain point of data regulation. You know, how do you solve it? The solution is we host it based on cloud in Germany, inside EU, for the cost automation and low cost country combination. And for safety, we have the safety experts here. So these three aspects of the pain points the industry is facing, we provide a holistic solution for that. And if you're interested to know more about us, feel free to get in touch with us. We would love to give you some tips about our strategy. Now, to wrap it up, Lucas, how would you uh, comment on our approach that uh, I just explained? To finish that, the time to produce these um, annotations and this labeling, the uh, automated process is entirely dependent on the speed of the computers we use to train our algorithms. But the labeling itself um, is very much dependent, I think, on the management and uh, the approach on how you have your people label this, right? So people have to manually box these items. And if you can um, properly manage that they to pay attention to the aspects which are important, which is most of the time safety over anything else, in this case, you can really speed up the production, not so much by letting the people work faster, but by reducing the uh, communication that is required between OEM and the supplier. You uh, take the management from them and apply your safety knowledge um, to make proper annotations. And I think that is something that uh, we really need to see an improvement in, in the industry. Automotive industry is really, really complex. We have like about 3,000 companies involved uh, behind a vehicle. It's a complex supply chain. And if we make it further complex, especially in this kind of sensitive issues like data annotation, data safety, it's just going to be more and more difficult. So yes, um, this is the solution that we want to offer our clients with an amazing partner, Understand AI, who's, who's providing the tools, all these problems that you have in the industry. You, we take it in one hand and try to give you the solution for that. So if you're interested, feel free to get in touch with us and again, another reminder, write a comment if you want to be considered for the free access to the $3,000 training on automotive cybersecurity. Write a comment, ask us anything you want to know. Tell us how you like this video. We would love to hear from you. Moreover, you will be considered for this month's winner for uh, the 
cybersecurity training, which is $3,000 worth. So Lucas, thank you so much for joining the show. It was amazing. It was really stimulating discussing with you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for inviting me. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for watching this episode. Again, if you have liked it, smash the thumbs up button and comment on this video to be considered on the cybersecurity training program. Thank you so much. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for watching our video. Please click the link below to schedule a free consulting call with us if you need any help regarding the topic of the video. One of our staffs will get in touch with you and would be happy to schedule a free consulting call with you and happy to help you in any of these topics. Please click the link below now and we'll see you in the call.